it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour blog talk radio show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, The Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Good afternoon. This is The Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. This is one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender, and I'm so excited to have my co-host today, Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnson. Pastor Kevin? Hello there, Lynn. How are you today? Ah, not feeling so hot, but hey, you know, it's God is blessing and we're going to continue on. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, our prayers are with you um, during this time. I completely understand, but uh, you'll be back up on your feet in no time. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't really have any other announcements other than 2023 is a tour year for Christian Authors on Tour. So we're yay. Up. yay! Perfect, perfect so time. Up. I'm, I'm updating the website, and I should have some information posted hopefully by December for folks in terms of our tour for 2023. But other than that, I think we should just jump right into this amazing woman of God who is in Canada, Pastor Kevin, in the middle of a blizzard. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> Oh, my goodness, Marcia, you are in the middle of a blizzard. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, the blizzard has finally stopped, but we do have quite a lot of the white stuff on the, on the ground right now. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting because both Lynn and I were, were in the area of our nation's capital and also the city of Baltimore. And interestingly enough, today is one of those Fridays where – uh, you see blue skies and sunshine, and the temperature is actually in the 70s, which is not typical for November weather, but we'll take it. Yeah, for sure. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Well, listen, on behalf of Lynn and all of our wonderful listeners that are listening to the Christian Authors on Tour here on Blog Talk Radio, we want to welcome you as our guest today. It's a pleasure to have you. Um Audience, I want to introduce to you uh, our guest today. Uh, her name is Marcia Laycook, and Marcia is the author of 11 books. Yes, 11 books. So, Marcia, as we begin our journey and we learn a little bit more about you at some point, I'll ask you, uh, what was your motivation behind 11 books? Don't answer yet, but that will be one of the questions that are coming. 
Uh, her most recent book is a Christian uh, children's book, and it's titled Mary Gold's Very Best Home. She's a resident of southern Alberta, which is in Canada. You've already heard about the weather that's taking place there today. And Marcia's heart is split between the Yukon wilderness and the jungles of Papua New Guinea. And there's a lot more here that I could read, but I want to share with you that she is the contributing author also to several anthologies, including the popular, and you may have heard about this one, the Hot Apple Cider Books. And she writes to reveal the glory of God. And so on that note, Marcia, welcome again to the Christian Authors on Tour blog talk radio show. And if you'd be so kind, just tell us a little bit about who Marcia Laycook is. Okay. Well, thank you, Pastor Kevin and, and Lynn. It's just really a delight to be with you today. Um, who am I? Well, I'm a, I've a past pastor's wife. My husband just retired about a year ago, so he's in the in the midst of trying to decide what to do with his life now as a retired pastor. Uh, we pastored for just well about 35 years in um, in one church for almost 20 years, and then we left that community and um, our church sent us and a, a group of people a little bit south of there to start a new church. So we were church planters for about 15 years. And it's a delight to say that that church is thriving and growing and has been a real blessing to us in so many ways. So that's a little bit of who I am. I've been a writer since I was very, very young. Um, my house, household was a little bit stressful when I was young. So I think I, I took up the writing as an escape in a way, though I think that it's a God-given thing that God intended me to write from the time I was very young. And I had the blessing of having some very wonderful teachers as I went into school who encouraged me to keep going with the writing. And so it became a very, very big part of my life, um, even from the time I was quite young. And Marcia, kind of hearing your life story, is, is that in part what led you to write 11 books? T- tell us about that journey. Yes, it's, it was a journey that I really didn't anticipate being on. I had um, most of my, the writing that I was doing for quite some time was devotional writing, short um, pieces that were published in a local newspaper and then picked up by a couple of other places in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And so I didn't really think about publishing a book until people started asking me to write a book and to compile these devotionals into a book that they could give to friends and family. And I was very, very nervous about doing this. Um, I thought about it, talked to a couple of people who had connections to some publishers, but I was really nervous about self-publishing because I'd heard so many people had had um, not great experiences with that and had piles of boxes of books in their garages that were not going anywhere. So I was very nervous about it. But I met a wonderful man at a writer's conference. His name was Gus Henney. And praise the Lord, he's with the, with the Lord now. 
but Gus chatted with me about what I was doing, the kind of writing I did, and when I explained to him that people had asked me about doing a book, he got very excited and he said, you know, you've got a, a ready-made audience, you've got people asking for this. He said, you're really a good candidate to do this. So um, after talking with him and coming home and praying with it, praying about it and talking with my husband, I decided to do that. So we published my very first devotional book, which was called Spur of the Moment. My column was called The Spur, uh, taken from Hebrews 10.24. Let us therefore spur one another on to love and good deeds. And it was an, an appropriate um, title for the column because I was in the middle of cowboy country in the community where I was living at the time. So the column did very well, and the book, the, the first edition of that book did very well. And so I, I ended up doing a second edition, and then it's now into the third edition of that book and still doing fairly well. So that was a tremendous blessing to me. But my heart was really always with fiction. I always wanted to write fiction and had written many, many short stories and had actually started writing a novel when I was living in the Yukon. Um, I lived in a tiny little cabin on the north side of a hill. And here's a hint for you. If you ever live in the north, do not live on the north side of a hill because you get very, very little sunshine. <laughs> oh. But I lived in... I lived in this little cabin and uh, fed my fire. It was often dropped down to 60 below temperatures and sat by the fire by the stove and wrote my first novel. It was a fantasy novel about talking ravens, and it's never been published, and that's probably a very good thing. <laughs> but I, it was an, accomplished, an accomplishment uh, for me that I realized I could do this. I could actually write and complete the first draft of a novel. And then I continued to play around with different ideas uh, in fiction, always kind of with the, the themes flowing through them of bringing people home to the arms of Jesus. That's kind of the, the theme that's on my website and the theme that runs through my writing and, in fact, my life. That's um, my passion is to, to help people to come home to Jesus. Um, so I, I started playing around with some ideas and got very, very wrapped up in writing another fantasy novel. And it was actually, it got to the point where it was not a good thing because it became an obsession and everything else took second place to writing and working on this book. And I realized that something was not right when my daughter came home one day and she had had a bad day at school. And she was just a little, a little girl. She was about maybe eight or nine years old at that point. And she came to me and started talking about what had happened at school. But I was focused on my monitor, on my computer, and on this story. And I just kind of gave her offhanded, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And fi finally she stopped talking. And then all of a sudden she burst into tears. And she said, Mom, why don't you ever have time for me? Dab to my heart. And I stopped immediately what I was doing, and we did have a good talk. But I realized that something was not right. Something was off, and I needed to make some changes. So I started praying about it, and God began to reveal to me that my writing 
especially this story, had indeed become an idol in my life. And so I asked him what I should do about that. And he told me to stop writing fiction. And of course, I argued with him. I did not want to stop writing fiction. It was the love of my life, which was the problem. Jesus needed to be the love of my life. So I did stop writing fiction for almost, well, it was just over a year, I guess, about a year and a half. And then one day I was in my church, in the foyer of my church, and a lady had been there talking about um, the abortion issue. And she said something to me that really stuck in my mind. She said, can you imagine what it would be like to know that your mother tried to abort you, but the abortion failed? And that story, that that idea just would not go away. And then this character began to build in my mind. And so I prayed again and asked the Lord if this was the release, if he was releasing me to write this story. And over again, over and over again, it was confirmed that, yes, I was to write this story. And so I did. And that book was is called One Smooth Stone. And it won the best Best New Canadian Christian Author Award the year it was published. So it was a tremendous thrill and blessing to know that God had had done this. God was providing the story. God was providing the way for it to be published and to be out there with other people. Yeah, Marcia, and, you know, I'm really listening uh, very, very closely and very intently to your message and what you're communicating. And for all of our listeners, I'm hoping you're picking up on this, is the writing is an extension of the ministry, which is the calling that's on our lives. When, when you go back and you hear Marcia's story about how it began and then how she served uh, as a first lady uh, in two different churches, being there for an extended period of time, and then transitioning into writing as a ministry, and how that has been so incredibly rewarding, both personally as well as how people in the marketplace would acknowledge it in terms of the awards that it would win. It, it's really amazing. The, the story reminds me of the fact that when we say yes, what we're saying is that I'm available. And when we're available, God calls those of us who are not necessarily qualified, but he qualifies us along the journey. And, and, and that's what I'm hearing. And, 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 and Marcia, you also referenced that you're a principal author, but you're also a contributing author as well. And, and that's a pretty powerful story. So in addition to what you've already shared with us so far, Elaborate a little bit more on the actual journey itself. Uh, I want our listeners, because we have a lot of listeners out there who are aspiring writers, and they may not have gotten started yet because they think it's hard, but share with us, Marcia, the actual journey, um, and, and without necessarily unpacking the entire writing process, but more in terms of motivating the audience to get started, because once they get started, they'll find out just how fulfilling it is. Yes, it's, it's a, it is a tremendously fulfilling ministry that God 
leads you in. And I just encourage anyone out there who is thinking about writing or maybe has written a little bit but hasn't done too much with it, to just pray and ask God to open doors for you. Um, it's just been a tremendous blessing to me to know how to, to see how God does that over and over again. When I um, I was at Bible College with my husband in, in uh, Karen Port, Saskatchewan, and right on the bald prairie of, of Canada, and we were at the end of our time there, and a friend asked me to go to a seminar led by Carol Kent called Speak Up with Confidence. And at the time, I had no inclination to do any public speaking. So I, at first I said no, but she kept urging me to go. So I did. And in the process of talking about speaking, Carol Kant talked a lot about writing. And I was quite a new Christian. We'd only been believers for about five years at that point. And it suddenly just, it was like a light bulb going off in my head when I realized that now I could do this this thing that God seemed to be leading me in to do to build his kingdom on this earth. And it just lit a fire in me uh, to want to do that. But I really had no idea how to go about it. But then we, we ended up in Alberta at our first church. And one of the things that my husband was responsible for doing was to write a column in the local paper. And he was feeling very overwhelmed with everything that he had to do in the church. So he asked me if I would take that on. And I said yes, went down and talked to the editor, and he accepted the column freely. And that was the beginning of about 20 years of of writing for local newspapers in our area. So that was a door that God just opened and, and swung it wide, and I walked through it and was a tremendous blessing and was a way for me to bless others, to to help others, to draw closer to the Lord. And things like that just kept happening. I soon discovered there was an organization in Alberta that was called Alberta Christian Writers at that time. It's now called Inscribed Christian Writers Fellowship. And I've been a member of that group now for almost 30 years, and it has been a tremendous help to me to help me hone my skills, to get the help I needed, uh, to get the the contacts that I needed to get my work published. So if you're just beginning, it, yes, it is hard in some ways. It can be very frustrating, and it certainly doesn't pay very well. But it is a tremendous work of God that flows through you. So just sit down and begin and pray for those openings. Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing, Marcia. Um, you're right. It, it, it may not necessarily serve as the bread and butter, but it's an incredibly fulfilling experience. Absolutely. Lynn, did you did you have a question or uh, a comment for Marcia? No, you're doing well. If you could just keep going, that would be great. Okay. All right. My pleasure. Absolutely. I, I believe Marcia and Lynn and the and the listening audience, uh, I believe in the concept of team, T-E-A-M, because it literally means together everyone achieves more. And what we do is we, we're, we're, we're a team uh, here. Lynn and I have been doing this since she founded this format 
and I believe it goes all the way back to 2011. And um, I always encourage all of our authors, Marcia, to uh, hang in there and persevere and keep pressing and, uh, and, and then just watch God work, right? He, he allows us to reach people that we normally wouldn't reach. Uh, he, he gives us through his word the encouragement to continue to go strong and what it is that he calls us to do. And, uh, and then we can do it with a smile. So that's what's really, really key and what's really important. Uh, Marcia, if you don't mind, share with us some of what you wrote in uh, some of your other books here. Uh, you authored two contemporary novels, uh, also four fantasy novels for middle grade readers, four devotional books, and also a small book of Christmas stories. And I, I would imagine that's probably part of the 11-book portfolio. But if you don't mind, spend just a few minutes in sharing with us uh, about the, the different books that you've written, the two contemporary novels, the four fantasy novels, the four devotional okay. books, and then the one small book of Chris, Christmas stories. Okay, well, then I've already mentioned the first novel uh, is called One Smooth Stone. And then I was um, really pleased to be able to, to write a, a second sequel to that book called A Tumbled Stone. And both of those are adult novels. Um, they deal with some pretty heavy issues. Um, there are, there's some um, dealing with child abuse, sexual abuse, that kind of thing. Uh, the abortion issue, particularly in the second book. Um, but I have had some tremendous responses to those books, to both of them. Uh, the, the very first book that I pulled out of the box when it landed on my, on my doorstep, I gave to a friend who, are, um, who was having a, a struggle with her daughter. Uh, her daughter was in her mid-20s at that time. And she had been um, very badly um, treated and she was raped when she was a young woman and she was very angry with God but my friend kept giving her books and trying to draw her back to the Lord and she gave her daughter a copy of One Smooth Stone and her daughter took it home and put it on the shelf and thought she'd never read it because it was just another way of her mother trying to get her to talk about God again but then she got the flu and her television was broken and she didn't have anything in her house that she wanted to read. So she picked up one smooth stone and she couldn't put it down. She said she read it right through the night and she called her mom the next day and she said, mom, I think I finally believe that God does love me anyway, in spite mm. of everything. Mm. And that was such a spur to me. When I heard that story, it was, I, I said to my husband, you know, I don't care if I sell another book. I said, this is, you know, such a tremendous, this is why I did this. This is what God intended was for these words to make a difference in somebody's life. And I've had tremendous responses to, to all of my books. My, my devotional books have, have um, journeyed far and wide, and you never know where, where God is going to take your words especially when they're on, online, they can go anywhere and everywhere across the world. Uh, my first devotional book was Spur of the Moment, which was picked up by a fellow who was at a Bible college here in Canada. 
and he was from India, so he was going back to his home country, took the book with him and read it and enjoyed it, and then sent it to his son, who was at university in England, and who had fallen away from the Lord. He'd had some pretty big doubts about whether or not Jesus was real. And, but he read this little book, and they're short little devotionals, just mostly stories of my own life and the lives of other people. And he wrote me a wonderful little email to thank me because he said, it has drawn me back. And when I hear things like that, it is just, you know, as I said, this is why I do it. This is why God has giving me, given me this talent uh, so that he can reach people through my mere words. So then I, I, I kind of started putting my, my fingers in different kinds of pies. And as I said, I always like to write fiction. So I went from those first two novels and the devotional book to writing some fantasy for young adults. And my kids were about that age at the time when I was writing these books. So I was gearing them to their age group and really had fun with these books. They're, uh, they're medieval fantasies, so they're, they're different um, worlds, different cultures combining into these little books. And again, the kids who've read them have really enjoyed them and really learned the lessons that I wanted to, to try and teach them through these books. And then, um, just recently, my latest uh, um, endeavor, my latest project has been this little um, children's book. And that came out of chatting with my middle daughter about some of the things that she and her older sister uh, did when they were children. And one of those things um, was an incident when my oldest daughter, who was what James Dobson would would have called um, um, strong-willed child. (laughs) She was a a wonderful little girl, but she was a stubborn, strong-willed little girl. And on one occasion, she decided she she was running away from home. She didn't like being with us anymore because we made her do things that she didn't want to do. So she ran away from home, and she ran all of a block and a half to her best friend's house. And I called uh, her best friend's mom and said, you're going to have a visitor in a minute. And she's got her little suitcase with her. She's run away from home. And so we went through all of that experience. But on the way home, after chatting with my middle daughter about that, I realized it would make kind of an interesting little children's book. So I started to play around with different ideas of how I would put, put it together. And it has kind of morphed into something very different from that original story. But it kind of blends the idea of helping parents and grandparents to talk to the kids about being content, about not always wanting something new and something different, being content with what they have and being thankful, being grateful to God for the people and the things that they have in their lives. So this little story that's called Marigold's Very Best Home is about a little girl who runs away and she goes off to visit various different little animal characters. She visits a pony and a puppy and a chicken and eventually ends up with a pig. And she realizes that none of these houses are really very suited for her. And the little pig tells her, well, maybe you should just go home to your own house. And so she does. 
and her father comes running out to greet her, and her mother gets her into the bath and cleans her all up, and she has a wonderful dinner, and she goes into her bedroom and sees all the wonderful little stuffed toys she has, and she realizes that this is her very best home, where her all of her possessions and her wonderful parents live. So that's the end of, of Little Marigold's story, and I'm thinking of doing a sequel to it called Marigold's Very Best Christmas. So I'm hoping to to have that out maybe by next Christmas. All right. Good stuff, Marcia. Really, really good journey. Thanks for sharing that. And as we sort of slowly here come to a close, because we have just a couple of minutes left, um, share with us, if you'd be so kind, how do we reach you? How do we contact you? Uh, in the event we have our listeners out there that want to follow up and get more information. Okay, well, my email address is a little bit different. It's Vinemark, V is in Victor, I-N-E-M-A-R-C. And that is the name of my, my company that I started way back when. And it's kind of a combination of the idea of being in the vine. So partly my name, the first part of my name, and the idea of the vine, God being the vine. So it's vinemark at telus.net. So that's my email address. And you can go on my website, which is um, marcialeelaycock.com. And you can find all the information there about my books, how to order them. All of my books are available on on Amazon. So particularly if you're in the States or out of Canada somewhere, um, that's probably the best place to go looking for them. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, on behalf of Lynn and all of our wonderful listeners out here that follow the Christian Authors on Tour here at Blog Talk Radio, Uh, And then, of course, myself, Marcia, we want to thank you so much for being our guest today. Really, really intriguing, uplifting, and encouraging journey that you've shared with us from helping your husband to lead two different churches, your writing journey, uh, and and keeping us all encouraged. Lynn, do you have any uh, other departing words? Just want to thank you, Marcia. Your interview has been so encouraging. So thank you so much. And Pastor Kevin, it's always a pleasure to co-host with you. <laughs> likewise, likewise. And you get well very soon, my sister, uh, our leader. And uh, we're we're pulling for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you, you all so much. much. Thank you very thank much you for, for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.